Yo, what is going on, everyone? It is Anilo Piro of Mile High Sports back at it again with the latest installment of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on Mile High Sports. Hope everybody is doing well, and boy, do we have an exciting show lined up for you today. Our first interview here, uh, now that I'm back on the saddle hosting this podcast for Mile High Sports, and I got a good guest. It is my good friend, uh, the godfather of media in my eyes, Jeff Morton, the king of Thornton himself. Uh, my good friend, Jeff and I go way, way back. So, uh, a little context here, and we kind of get into it here in the interview, so I don't want to say too much, but uh, I started my my media career when I was 16, 17 years old uh, in, in the middle of high school, and one of my best friends, his name is Trey Mitchell, he lives right, he used to live right down the street from me, he's actually uh, kicking it out in Florida now, you might know him on Twitter, at the Trayinator, uh, he's actually coming back into town this weekend, so I'm going to see him here in a couple days, but um, you know, he was really into the, the Nuggets bloggers way back when, the Denver Stiffs and all that good stuff, and he connected me with Jeff Morton. And long story short, Trey and I used to do a rinky-dink podcast in my mom's basement, and Jeff was one of our longest supporters. And, you know, I went on to cover the Nuggets, and, and you know, me, Trey, and Jeff have all been friends since. And obviously covering the Nuggets, I was uh, able to forge a really nice relationship with Jeff covering the Nuggets, both on and, you know, in and outside of Pepsi Center or the uh, now so-called Ball Arena. So, um Jeff's a really good guy. He's a really good guy, and I was just super excited to be able to get him on this podcast. And we dive into a lot of different topics here, so I uh, don't want to spoil it too much. But just know that the opinions and the thoughts and the uh, commentary that you're about to get from Jeff Morton um, is coming from one of the you know longest tenured Nuggets media members. This is someone that's well respected throughout the organization from top to bottom, and has a real uh, a lot of knowledge and insight regarding the the Denver Nuggets basketball team. So take that with uh, take that as you want, and I hope you guys enjoy this interview with Jeff Morton of the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. All right, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am joined. Oh, I'm just so excited to be joined by my good friend Jeff Morton of the CSG podcast, and. This is the first interview that we're doing. So we don't have a name yet, Jeff. I got to tell you that. Nate and I have been oh, really? trying to brainstorm a name for this podcast, like a brand new one. Um, so we're kind of using 2020 as like a lab rat. We're just trying out a bunch of different ideas, seeing what sticks, what doesn't. So no official name yet, but um, you're the first guest on the Anilo Piro Mile High Sports Nuggets podcast. That's what our prototype is called. So Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I, I think is. this is the first. I think this is the first time I have been interviewed by you in a podcast format. Uh, I think I was a guest on your radio show a yes. couple times. That so, is crazy. That is yeah, wow. It's, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Uh, you could yeah. call this Piro's points, or Dude, um... <laughs> so I actually have a really good pun. I have. I don't know if I want to give it out because I don't want people to steal it. I'll tell you off air because I think it's a really good one that's going to stick. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so it's, I, I should have just told you that before we started, but I'll tell it's you gold. after. It's gold, Jerry. Uh, it's gold. It is. It is. <laughs> but um, yes, this is my main man, Jeff Morton of the CSG podcast. This is like my godfather guru of the media world. I've been. I've known Jeff since I was what 15, 16 years old on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, like, but I think part of the reason I've never had you on the podcast, man, is because like. I've always just kind of viewed you more as like, like you're just a good friend of mine. Like I said, like a mentor in a way, like someone that I like, I don't know, like, like obviously like we've worked alongside each other, but it's like, it's just like, you know, you're Jeff, like you're just my guy, you know, it's like, have I had you on CSG? I haven't had you on CSG. I don't think I? you've had me on CSG either. Oh my God. Well, we've see, talked about, the, yeah, me, you and fault. Trey, maybe getting that yeah. done too. That'd be a good time. Yeah. That's but, my fault. Um, I, uh, but yes, I need to have oh, you no. on, uh, on the more cast. And I, I, uh, I, it's a pleasure to be here because I. It's honestly, uh, it's proud. I'm always 
consistently proud to see what you accomplish in the media game and what you're doing with Denver sports betting. Right and on, uh, I, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be here and to talk some, uh, some, some Denver Nuggets. I appreciate that, man. Like I said, you've been with me since the start. You're the first industry pro that I uh, really came in contact with. So forever grateful for my relationship with you, Jeff. And uh, it's just it's a pleasure to be here with you. And it's crazy. You know, one more nostalgic take here is so I'm back at my folks house. Um, I, I lived away from college for four years. But it's funny because I'm broadcasting right now in the very room where I started my media career with Trey, where I did the Colorado oh. Sports Podcast. That, uh, so, that, uh, that, that radio thing you guys did, or yep. the online radio thing? You know, yeah, thing yeah. Online radio <laughs> show. So, and, and for those of you that don't know, like I said, I knew Jeff since I was like a junior, sophomore in high school. Um, I started doing media when I was you know, 16, 17 years old, and I did like a rinky-dink online radio broadcast, and Jeff would like listen and call in and stuff. And basically, long story short, I'm in the same room right now that I was you know, five, six, seven years ago. So it's just it's crazy how it all comes full circle. Yeah, it is full circle. And that was, that was a while, man, time flies. And now you're a college graduate. So. That I am, that I am you know, <laughs> just, uh, getting uh, launching myself into the real world and, uh, you know, trying to make this nuggets podcast, something that, you know, I know you're a big podcast guy and, you know, I've, I've been talking with Nate and just talking with other people and, you know, you do a podcast and there's an abundance of nuggets podcasts out there. And I really just want to, you know, take this in a little bit of a different direction. And I think these kind of interviews is going to be just that, you know, talking to the yeah people that cover the nuggets and, and cover the other teams. So, you know, I'm excited to be able to sit down and kind of pick your brain because I know uh, you've been covering the nuggets for a long time, man. You know, probably in that media room of the conglomerate, you're, you're a vet, you know, and that, that speaks rounds when it comes to covering this team. I am. Well, uh, just to put it into perspective for those who are listening to this or followed some of the other media people in here in town, uh, when I started, not a single person, including Chris Dempsey, was on the Nuggets beat. Uh, it was Benjamin Hawkman, and uh, there wasn't a ton of media because this is post Carmelo Anthony trade. I've been covering the Nuggets since two thousand nine uh, on Denver Stiffs, but I. Uh, didn't get credential till 2012 when Nate Timmons and I were down there in the media room, there was, it was, it was Benjamin Hoffman and uh, a couple others. And they really, they, we were the first bloggers to be credentialed uh, in Denver uh, yep. period. And we were kind of the Trojan horse. And so now there's a million bloggers covering the team, but now, but, but in long story short, uh, there's not a single me and Dempsey is now doing altitude stuff, but there's not a single media member left who routinely covers the Nuggets from when I began covering the Nuggets. They're all yeah, gone. no, that's uh, that's definitely something oh, to hang your cap on, man. I take that back. Matt Moore, Matt Moore was there. Matt Moore, wow, he's been doing it. He's been in Denver that long. Well, yeah, that was the first year he started, and here okay, that was the first that was the first year he was in Denver. So Matt Moore and I are the two longest tenured uh, Nuggets. People who cover those. That's great. No, and I mean, that's exactly why I wanted to have you on as the first guest as well, because, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm really going to try to dig in with this Nuggets podcast and, and give some good insight and analysis. And, you know, I got some other stuff in the works that's going to be pretty fun. But, you know, you, you have a well-rounded perspective, you know, and just with this team coming into this year, a lot of expectations. And I yeah. think that this team is, is you know, trending in a direction that we really haven't seen in a long time. And I feel like you having covered them back in the mellow days, you know, in the George Carl days, I just think it's going to be great to kind of, you know, get your take about the 2020, 2021 Denver Nuggets. Right. 
Yeah, I, so. I it's it's, it's going to be interesting because I, I, you know, not to jump ahead of your notes there, but I, I have, I have seen a lot, and I have seen the league fundamentally change from where it was in 2012 yeah. to where it is now. It ain't the same, and I, uh, at least going down there, and, and in 2009, you, it might as well be a different planet. So mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, it's it's really that's what I think about when I when I look at the teams like how different the league is from when Carmelo Anthony was treading the boards down there at uh, at Pepsi or Ball Arena I should say yeah, the Ball Arena yes <laughs> no um, yeah it, it's interesting man the, the league dynamics have certainly changed over the last handful of years right. um, but let, let's start here I think that the the bar has certainly been set at the Western Conference Finals considering how how you know, the season ended last year and you could spiel if you want, or you could just give a quick answer, but is it realistic to think that this team can make it back there this season, if not exceed that threshold? Uh, Yeah, it's realistic, but it's as long as the Lakers are still loaded, it's going to be difficult. Uh, It's a lot more difficult than, um, than, than it was last year. Um, and last year was weird, um, but the, I, I think that I think that this year is the the test is they have a bunch of new players and they're younger, technically younger than they were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Faku Kampazzo, who I, I think we're going to talk about later. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's twenty nine, um, and Paul Millsap is still on the team. But you uh, take away those two guys, and really, it is an extremely young Nuggets team, mm-hmm. and. I think Will Barton's 28, um, yeah. if I remember correctly. And it's really just a young team with a bunch of new young players on this roster, and they got to incorporate them and do that. But I think that there's enough talent there to get them through whatever development they need to do and get them to the playoffs. And then the playoffs, who knows what will happen. It's all about matchups. I completely agree. You know, I think it's going to be difficult, and I think that – as you know, we've talked about the NBA is always going to be top loaded. You know, for a team like the Nuggets to win the championship, it's going to take something right. extremely special. You know, um, but on paper, the Lakers, you know, it, it's by default you've got to favor the Lakers here. Right. Um, so I agree, but I think you know we have to take a look at these new additions, and you know, part of the reason that the Nuggets were able to be successful in the bubble was because of guys like Jeremy Grant. You know, we saw players like Mason Plumlee as well. You know, slide in nicely when needed. They're no longer on the team. Um, you spoke to Compazzo. I don't know much. I, I need you to just explain this to me because, like I said, I, I I've covered the Nuggets. I know about the Nuggets, but I don't know about as much, nearly as much about this guy as you do. Um, but everyone's buzzing about him. It seems like he's been a hot commodity through the first couple of weeks here of the media. Um, is this? I know he plays guard, so not the same position as Grant or Plumley. But is this a, a new face that you think can give a boost to this Nuggets team? Yeah. Um... He is an Argentine, Italian Argentinian who Ooh, played in on. Spain. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Italians in Argentina. Uh, Manu Ginobili is an yes. Italian uh, Argentinian. Um, he, if he is able to get in, uh, I think he can make an impact in bursts. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's really what the Nuggets should be looking for here because he's very small. He's 5'9". Uh, 510 right around there and that's as we know that's small for a uh, uh, guard in the current NBA um, but he is tenacious he is a pest uh, on defense that's that uh, 
uh, Pazo is a pesto is what I what I was saying <laughs> on uh, <laughs> on on uh, Twitter. Which actually I should credit Joe Daniel uh, for that particular phrase. But he also is a great passer, and I don't know if you saw the uh, backward spin pass that he mm-hmm. had last night. I did. Um, first of all, you take some balls to do something like that. It takes yeah. some absolute balls to spin a pass, even in a preseason game, spin a pass uh, and have the confidence that it will land like exactly as you want it to. That's some that's some basketball science shit right there. Yeah. And uh, you need to be able to have that and you don't have, to have the balls to do it. So that's really or really what you're getting with Fakum um, Pazzo. He is very – he is very – He's very confident, and he honestly believes that he can fit in. Uh, people have made the, the the comparison between him and uh, uh, Teodosic, um, who came in, Milos Teodosic, yeah. who came in uh, about Makes three, sense. four years ago. But Teodosic was a lot older. Um, com, actually, if you're in Spain, you pronounce it com, Compatho, like the th on the the z's, okay. Compatho, If you're in Spain, but if you are in Argentina, you pronounce it compasso, and if you're Italian, you pronounce it compazzo. So, okay. <laughs> there is a there's a there's a there's a million different pronunciations for this thing. Um, but but he. He can provide a boost, but I don't know how much. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a small bursts kind of situation because they're loaded with guards and they're really committed to Monte Morris. Yeah, and he's—I mean—they just signed him to the yeah. extension, so I mean, right. that obviously doubles down on that front, and rightfully so. You know, he's a starting caliber guard in of his own right. Well, yeah, and he's getting nine million a year. You're not going to—you're not going to pay that a guy that that much to be on the bench or at least not play. Um, exactly. So, uh, you know, yeah, but I uh, look, I like him. He's very exciting. He's very he's very exhilarating and he plays with a ton of energy, a ton of energy. So, we'll see how much impact he makes. I I'm, I'm not expecting the world, but I'm expecting some impact. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll have to see how that plan pans out. I know a lot of Nuggets fans are excited about that. Like you said, uh, nice pass, ballsy pass in, in last night's preseason victory. So, uh mm-hmm. good stuff from Capazzo. Um, now let's talk about some internal growth as well, because I think we've, we've heard all about Michael Porter Jr. Um, and how he's going to be the key to the Nugget success this season. Uh, another guy that I think can you know help this team off the bench, depending on how much he's used by Coach Malone, is Bull Bull. Uh, I think you know you're going to see Denver rely on their internal growth of some of their younger guys. What have you heard about Bull Bull and Michael Porter Jr. throughout the early going leading up to the season? Um, Porter is going to be a supremely talented. Um, mega high ceiling work in progress. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things he doesn't understand that he needs to understand. Um, And I think that is just going to be a process of him just getting consistent minutes. One of the things that hurt him last year is he just never got any consistent minutes Um, through mistakes he made and through the fact that there was some tough love going on and the fact that, you know, a lot of coaches who want to win don't want to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. developing uh, someone who is 19, 20 years old. Um, it's just one of the way it is. Um, I think he will be okay, but he definitely needs time. He needs time to be consistent. Um, 
And you only get that if you're uh, you know what your your role is, and you get consistent minutes, and that's it. That's the only that's going to happen. So we'll see how he develops. He still has defensive lapses, and he doesn't know entirely what to do on um, offense. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't seem to run any actual plays for him, which is kind of strange still. Strange. But he needs to get better at just being a part of the Nikola Jokic offense. Um, and I Very think true. once he gets used to that, regardless of how many plays they actually call for him, he'll be better. As far as Bull Bull goes, um, the guy has got a long way to go. <laughs> um, I think Nuggets fans, they, they like they like Bull Bull a ton. Um, you did a podcast recently on Bull Bull. Um, yes. I am one of the Nuggets fans that is enamored with Bull Bull. <laughs> yes. But the problem with Bull is uh, his development was hindered by the fact that he has, didn't play much professional or college basketball for two years, kind of like my, Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is kind of slow on defense. He is lacks a ton of positional awareness. It's Michael Porter Jr. without the ridiculously Kevin Durant-esque ceiling, right? Yeah. Um, but it's a different thing because he's seven two and he's got a, a wingspan that's ridiculous, right? So, ridiculous. <laughs> so I mean, and he can shoot. He can shoot it from beyond the arc, man. It's just like looking at a couple of those highlights from last night. I'm like, my god, if they can just get something from this guy on a consistent basis in the rotation, how do you defend that with Jokic, Murray, and Porter Jr.? I mean, it just seems like you can't defend that. Well, he is actually, I would say, more of a three four than a four five. So. Okay. Uh, I would classify him as a wing player, honestly. Yeah. He, is n- he is not an inside guy. He would be backed down so easily by the bigger guys in the league. Um, he is not that type of player. Uh, he is a wing player, but if you're a wing player, you're going to have to be quicker. Um, and he just needs development. And I think Nuggets fans need to be extremely pent with what they're going to do with Bull. Um, we saw flashes from... Michael Porter Jr. last year. We saw we saw in January specifically when the all the injuries happened that he was just like you saw the ceiling and it was amazing. Um Bull it, it may take a moment like that to where it's like you can't not put him in the lineup, but as of right now, he still has a long way to go with development. And I think people need to kind of temper their expectations with Bull until he's able to get in. Plus, there's always the injury thing with him. And it's same thing with Michael Porter Jr. on his back. Porter's been able to get through his injuries, uh, well, quote, injuries, his back injury, um, remarkably well considering the type of injury he had. Um, Bowl has feet issues, and uh, that's harder for a guy who's really tall. So if he can show that he's healthy, too, that is going to be a big, huge plus for Bowl Bowl. For sure. No, I completely agree. I think, you know, any anything you can get of Bull Bull is cream. You know, I, I, the Nuggets, in my opinion, are not banking on Bull Bull to be a success right now, especially not this year, probably not next year or the year after that. You know, that's a, a work in progress to say the least. Um, I just, I'm enamored with the guy. I mean, he's seven foot three, whatever it is. And just, I saw him riding a lime scooter downtown one time by the Whole Foods. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> in awe. I was like, what the hell? Like, like and no one knew who he was. Like, nobody knew who he was at the time. And I was really? like, this is Bull Bull. Like, <laughs> so I'm just, I'm a the guy. He's got the same name twice. I love it. I love it. I'm all in on 
Did you ever no. see Manute? You never saw Manute Bull play. So, um, with him with um, who's the Muggsy Bogues? Uh, when they play yeah. for the Bulls together, so I, I, I've seen that picture a million times. Uh, Manute is uh, was a, a guy ahead of his time, but he could never stay healthy. Um, so that really. He played a long time and didn't play a lot of games. <laughs> so, uh, that was Manute Bull, but he made an impact. He was a, he was a seven foot six guy who shot threes. You know? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we'll like a son. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But uh, one pressing topic that I we definitely have to address here is Will Barton. Um, there's right. it's a recent topic, something that's been in the news over the course of the last twenty four hours. So by the time you're listening to this podcast, you'll probably be wondering what the hell's happening with Will Barton. Um, and there's been a lot of talk. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically he came out and said, I ain't no damn six man. You know, I'm a starting caliber player in this league and I want to be a starter. And, you know, we were talking before we got rolling here that probably not going to happen unless Michael Porter Jr. struggles or gets hurt. Um, you know, and they also have to Michael Green now, too. So what are you hearing about this Will Barton situation is uh, because also we 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 saw him tweet in the summer about Michael Porter Jr. and how good he was and how he needs to be unleashed. So you would think that it's kind of hinting at, you know, him defaulting to a six man or a bench role. So just what, what's your take on this? What's going on with Will Barton? I think there is a stigma, a bad and I would say inappropriate stigma in the NBA about being a six man or coming off the bench. Um, you know, George Carl always used to say that it's not who starts, it's who finishes the game. Um, and, and, and that's kind of a, that's kind of a, uh, a, a, a fancy way around of, 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 of certain aspects of, of not wanting to give per someone starting minutes. Um, but there is some truth to it. And I think that for whatever reason, there is a stigma in the NBA with being a six man, they think of a guy like Lou Williams, you know, they think of uh, Jamal Crawford. They think of guys like that, the guys who are instant offense. And if you saw the game last night, you saw, you know, that Will Barton fit perfectly into that role. I mean, absolutely perfectly. Um, and that is why I, I said this on Twitter last night. I said, that's why he needs to be six man is because he was doing something that no other player on this roster, including Mike and Porter Jr. could do off the bench because you have to cut cold and make your, make your move. You got to make it done. You got to be the, the Vinnie Johnson uh, with the uh, uh, Detroit bad boys, Detroit Pistons. He, they called him the microwave for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. um, that, that someone who was able to get, just be instant offense and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think Will Barton, I don't necessarily think that it was directed at Michael Porter Jr. I, I think it is a nebulous, I am a starter. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't read uh, it as a shot at MPJ at all. Uh, would, you would, read it, would you read it as a, hey, if I'm not starting, I want to be traded? No. Um, I think he views himself a certain way. Uh, if anything, I would say he thinks of himself in Gary Harris's spot. Yeah. His natural position is, is a two. He is a two. Um, and he is okay as a three, but he's really undersized. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Specifically with a league that's going into like uh, a, an era where your threes are six ten, seven feet tall. Yeah. And he's six five. Right? Yeah. So that is that is you know, obviously that's a big difference right there. Um 
So I could see that happen. I could see that kind of not at Gary Harris, but in, I think he sees himself as a guy who can be in the starting lineup. But I don't think it was directed in any way at Michael Porter Jr. or Michael Malone. I think he was just saying it. Yeah. He's not trying to be a six man. Well, okay. But he may end up be, being that. And yep. I don't think it's a trade me thing. I think it is his, just him stating a declaration of, of his own truth. Yep. And, uh, I, maybe maybe it couldn't work out. I don't know. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, having covered the Nuggets for a little bit here, I've, I've been in and around Will Barton. And he's actually one of the players that I felt like I had a better relationship with. You know, I would talk to him in the locker room and whatnot. He's, he's super outgoing, you know, super friendly and approachable. And, and just knowing him, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve, man. You know, he's going to let you know how he feels. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. And I, I completely agree. I just think he's well-paid. He likes the Nuggets. Him and Tim Conley have a good relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be okay coming off the bench. I think he just wants his minutes. You know, I think it, I agree with you. It's a little bit of a pride thing. I don't think it's – I agree. I, I think it's just Will Barton speaking his mind and letting letting the world know that, yo, even if I am coming off the bench, I view myself as a starter and I'm a starting caliber player. Right. And, look, it's going to be a process because the Nuggets have a lot of players who deserve minutes. Yeah, exactly. So and I don't I don't envy Michael Malone. I do really do not. Yeah, it's a tough situation. It's been a tough job for a long time. And I mean, you know, I haven't been completely sold on Malone in the past, but I'm fully in on the Michael Malone wagon now. I think he's the perfect head coach for this team. And it's not an easy job, you know, especially like you said, going up against these super teams in the West right now. You know, they've done a damn good job of uh, building that team continuity despite the circumstances and, and also keeping these egos in check. Right. And uh, I, I, look, it's, you're dealing with a guy like Nikola Jokic, who is his own personality. He's very, he's very easygoing, and he's probably easygoing to a fault. Um, you got Jamal Murray, who is extremely work hard. You've got, um, you know, you've got Will Barton, who is more of the the voice in the locker room. You got Michael Porter Jr., who is supremely talented and knows it, mm-hmm. and. You know, that brings what it brings with that. I mean, there are personalities in this locker room, and the best coaches, i.e. Phil Jackson, deal with the personalities in the best way they can and get the most wins out of that. And it's a really hard needle to thread. It really is. Absolutely. You know, you got to tip your cap to Michael Malone. I think that, uh, you know, we'll have to see. Like we said, you know, the Nuggets, if they're going to win a championship, it's going to be much like the Dallas Mavericks of 2011. You know, it's going to be a team that – you know, catches uh, the championship team at the wrong time or at the right time, excuse me, like the Toronto Raptors as well. You know, I know they had Kawhi, but, you know, Golden State was banged up, all that good stuff. So you can't rule it out, but, um, you know, they've, they've got the they got a good head on their shoulders with Michael Malone. Yeah, they do. And uh, it, it, it's fortunate that they got Tim Connolly there. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, I think that continuity in the front office has really, really helped out this Nuggets team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, once this podcast blows up, I'm going to try to get TC on this show. Want to pick his brain just about a bunch of bunch of topics and whatnot. So we're going to work on that. You know, we're going to blow this podcast <laughs> up and we'll get Tim Conley on the show one of these days. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I got to end it here, man. So you kind of mentioned it in the show open. You know, I do a lot of work with a betting company now, and I am going to be bringing a little bit of a betting twist to this show. Right. So I've got to ask you, if you were a betting man, the Nuggets over under total is set at 44 and a half this season, which is the fifth mm-hmm. highest total in the NBA. I know mm-hmm. the second half of the schedule hasn't been released, uh, but in a short answer, you know, if you're a betting man here, over or under 44 and a half? Um, 44 in an 82 game season, or with 44 in a 72 game season, it's probably roughly the equivalent mm-hmm. of 49 games. 
um, in the regular season. Uh, I would say over. I, I would say they're on a. They would be on a on an eight two games schedule. They would be on a fifty win pace. So yeah, I would go over. I would. I would say they they go probably forty seven, forty eight wins, right around there. Right on. That's pretty. I, I'm on the under here. You know, I just I'm, I'm a little scared about that Western Conference. I also haven't done a ton of analysis on that yet. Um, yeah. Selfish plug. Check out DenverSportsBetting.com because we are going to have an article coming out um, with a certain Nuggets media member analyzing the over under total. So keep an eye out for that. But uh, Jeff is on the over. I can understand why, man. And I think that, you, like I said, your opinion carries a lot of weight. And I'm not trying to say take this to the bank or whatnot, but you really know what you're talking about. You know, so I feel like when it's different when Jeff says the over versus, you know, some Joe Schmo on the street. Now, grain of salt, before the 14-15 season, I said the Nuggets would win 40, 49 games. <laughs> and they ended up winning 30 win that year. I really bought in on the Aflalo thing, I guess, is what I did at that time. But yep. whatever. <laughs> well, uh, over 44 and a half, man. You can't win them all. Hey, the, the most – if you want to be a professional sports better full-time, you need to hit 60% of your bets. I mean, right. that's a that's – a, D minus average in school, you know, that's just a, right. that's a percentage of failing. So, well, look, look at that. You have to draft games on uh, sportsbook. You know, they 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 yeah. have all those live betting odds and Denver yep. sports betting. Denver yep. sports betting is on the come up here in Denver. So, uh, go ahead and check them out. Go to Denver sports betting and make sure you uh, check out Anilo's work and uh, just all their partnerships that they've got going. It's really exciting. I really highly highly suggest you guys go. Denver sports betting and really give them uh, give them some love. I appreciate that, Jeff. Yeah, and you know, time, obviously, got to give some love to Mile High Sports as well. You know, love working here. Been got my first credential through Mile High, so just uh, with the betting stuff and the traditional media coverage, just uh, a blessing to be here. So I appreciate that, Jeff. And just we'll leave it here, man. Thank you so much for joining me. You're the first guest on this podcast. Uh, pretty my optimistic, pleasure. you know. You you know you really believe in this team. It sounds like so that that's good. It's it's, it's good to have some good energy entering the season. So any final thoughts, anything uh, you want to close with? Um, yeah. Um, need to have uh, Trey and me on this podcast and uh, he it. can talk, he can talk about uh, superheroes and uh, I can talk about being old and we'll, yes. we'll just hit all the, we can hit all our cliches. And we'll <laughs> all come together and bond over Pink Floyd. We will. We will. That'll, we'll be that'll comfortably all numb. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Right on. No, yeah, he's going to be uh, coming on the show, I believe, in a couple weeks. So uh, I'll, I'll keep you up to date with that, and we'll get it all locked all in. Right. But Jeff Morton of the CSG Podcast, the godfather of sports media in my eyes. Thank you so much, my man. This will be up on social media. Uh, you want to give out any plugs, anything you're working on? Yeah, um, actually, uh, I got another account for CSG uh, Podcast. It's CSG underscore, underscore Network on Twitter, at CSG underscore Network. And you can shout me out on Twitter at jmorton78. There it is. Check him out on the Twitter sphere, guys. Jeff, my man, thank you very much. I want to thank everybody listening uh, for your support. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast and whatnot. And about a week away from Nugget season. So you'll hear a lot more of me and a lot more of Jeff here, hopefully, moving forward. So thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys later in the week. 
Alrighty, and there you have it, Jeff Morton, the King of Thornton himself, joining me here on the Mile High Sports Nuggets podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Jeff. Like I said, one of the most well-respected media minds that you're going to come across uh, in Denver. You know, he's been doing it for a long, long time, and he's going to continue to do it for a long, long time, I'm sure. You know, he's got great relationships within that industry, um, within that organization, and he'll always be in and around Denver Nuggets basketball, I I would like to think. And, uh, you know, Nuggets fans are better off when Jeff is intertwined with the Denver Nuggets. So be sure to follow him on social media, guys. Check him out all over the place, and of course, check out the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. He's been doing that for a long, long time. Got a great following there. If you haven't checked it out yet, you're going to want to check it out. But uh, that's going to do it for this installment of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on Mile High Sports. As always, I am Anilo Piro. If you guys want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. But that's going to do it for me, folks. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. We're going to preview the upcoming season, and we're going to get after it. Basketball is right around the corner, folks, and we are looking forward to it over here. Talk to you guys then. Have a good one.